0: Welcome back, you no-good bastards, to the Pod Deep Podcast. Be very quiet, kick back, listen up, subscribe, comment, and like. Pod Deep Podcast. Pod Deep. Welcome, welcome back. Your boys are back. Pod D podcast. Please like, follow, subscribe. Anywhere you can get your podcast. The boys are back. We got Hughes J. You know who it is. <laughs> you guys see it. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Good, man. What's up, man?
1: Doing good. Say yeah. it
0: a little bit too loud. Move the microphone back a little. Perfect. All right. Awesome. So all right, we're gonna kick it off like we always do, guys. We're gonna go through a real quick question of the question of the week. From the pod from the pod deep podcast real easy one would you rather be 25 or 45 for the rest of your life would you rather be 25 or 45 for the rest of your life and I want you to think about this so if you 25 you didn't learn anything that you let's think about where you were in life at 25 and where you're at around now 45 That's part one to the question. Part two to the question is, your significant other gets the other age. So if you're going to be 25 now, it means your significant other is 45. But if you want to be 45 now, your significant other is 25 now. That makes sense? Yeah. All right, Squeaky, like you got it. What, what, What you thinking?
1: Go with the obvious of what I don't want to be, yeah, I want to be forty five for the rest of my life, but my wisdom came to me at forty five at twenty five I wasn't married. I wouldn't think about being married, so I would take the forty five option because I learned more um I'm stronger at forty five you know what I'm saying. I was just more ignorant in, in the dirt devil at 25 and shit like that. So I would take the 45, half of my wife 25. You know what I'm saying, living living a nice life. You know what I'm saying, making sure my health is uh it's in tip top shape. You know what I'm saying, and making sure my finances are there. You know,
0: can you handle? Can you handle a 25 year old?
1: Most certainly I could. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hi, <laughs> what
0: you got? What you got?
2: <laughs> yeah, forty five. Um, pretty much for the same same reasons as we gave. You know, twenty five. You at your peak physical condition, but you ain't yet, you ain't at your peak mental uh, condition. So, I would trade a little bit of that physical. You know, because sometimes I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it, it kind of it'll fuck with you that you can't do what you used to do. Yeah, but um. I would take that trade off of, you know, still being able to do a little bit, but just mentally being in a better place, you know. Because I really, looking back, I don't really like who I was at 25. So, uh, okay. I right go with 45.
0: What about what, what about that athletic prowess? Man, at 25, you was that cat.
2: Hey, like I said, you got to be able to give, you know, I ain't in the pros, so what good, what good is it <laughs> What good is it doing me? if it, So uh, you know, I'll be I'll be forty five and, and 30 softball fields up. uh <laughs> it up that way.
0: You, you can handle a twenty five year old.
2: I mean, for a little while. <laughs> for a little while, shit. I ain't gonna front. You know, some days it might not be there. <laughs> now she gonna have to. Yeah, now can she deal with that as a twenty five year old? Can can she deal with her forty five year old husband? You know, needing a minute every now
3: and then. <laughs> Jay, what you think? Let me switch that up before I answer. Okay. The woman would have to be 25 the whole you, time, right? Yep, no matter if, what. Yeah. So let's say in Rodney's scenario, or any not his scenario, but our scenario, between, you have the 25-year-old, you get sick of her, she leaves, but you have to get another 25-year-old. Can, can we make that the game?
0: You can make it that it can make that the game. You have a 25 year old significant other at all times.
3: I'm I'm going with the 25, me being 25, and the wife being 45. I think a 25 year old would drive you crazy after a while. I don't think it's that too wild. Women are too wild at oh
0: 25. God. Oh my god. So,
3: yeah, I'm I'm 25. I'll take the 45 year old.
0: You know what, Jared? That's what. I was thinking the same way, you know. Uh, 25. So, there's some pros to being 25, right? There's some pros, there's some physical fitness. You you know, you're probably going to be in some of the best shape of your life, even though if you don't look it, you still feel you're a 25 year old, man. You feel great. 45 year old body is totally different. The spouse being 25, man, that's <laughs> that's, just, that's just a headache. you 45, you got a 25 year old want to be out, want to do this, want to you know settling down with a 25 year old that was scary so i think i think i'm gonna lean towards just being in the peak of peak of my life man 25 is good was a good time personally i think i was a little bit more mature than the average 25 year old i was starting to make better decisions i wasn't you know wasn't making great decisions but i was starting to make some better decisions so for me i think 25 but <laughs> Can y'all see yourself at twenty five getting with a forty five year old? That
2: Hell was nah. our, that's what I was about to say. There's no way in the fuck you gonna you to <laughs> fuck with a forty five year old. <laughs> Hell nah, no way.
3: Find nah. a good one, a good fit one. No, when you twenty five, you're looking like twi- that. It,
2: a twenty five at twenty five year old mindset, you're not looking for a forty five year old woman.
0: <laughs> so, another twist. Yeah,
1: you miserable.
0: You twenty five. <laughs> y'all yeah, can answer this if y'all yeah, want. But you're 25, so you're at your 25. It's your wife or a significant other now. Because they're probably around that 35 to 45 range. Could you do that? Nah. Do what?
1: Could, could.
0: You, could you be with your, your person now? You're, if you're 25 and your person is between 35 and 45 now. Can you be with your person now at twenty five? And they was this age.
1: I could try, but my wife would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> the ignorant version of me at twenty five, you know, not to, not to. I got this big window of opportunity. Don't, don't fuck with it. I'm a, I'm a go that way every time at twenty five, because I think I can get away with it. But mm-hmm. at forty five, I, I know better. I've, I've made those kind of mistakes like that. A 45 year old is not going to play those kind of games regardless how you piping that motherfucker down like that. You're not going to play them kind of games with you like that. So I don't think it would work for me, you know, tw- being 25 with my wife being 45 and, and sharp and stuff. Okay, wait a minute.
3: Flip that around. <clears throat> so you said you would be 45 and she would be 25. So she would be playing the games like you said you played. Yeah. You know what
1: I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you could deal with that? Hell yeah, I can live with that. Because you ain't got no choice. <laughs> it's, it's her or, or the next motherfucker. They're going to all be playing games. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they gonna all be playing games. They ain't ready. But but what you bring to a, a 25-year-old woman is you give her a wedding. You, give, you get a, get her married. You know what I'm saying? Most Most women are ready to be married by 25, 27 in that time frame. You know what I'm saying? They looking to settle down. They are not already graduated from college or something like that. So they looking to to fill that role. They ain't ready though, but you know they think they are. Mm.
0: All right, all right, cool, man, cool. Any last thoughts on that? So we split right down the middle. Yeah.
4: So two of
0: us, two of us want to be forty five. Two of us be twenty five. <laughs> all right. Question of that's the question of the question of the week.
1: That's a good one.
0: All right, guys. We had big news this week. Women's Final Four kind of took took pretty much took the headlines this week. You had LSU facing Iowa in the championship game. Actually, you had a pretty decent Final Four overall from the women that gave us. I think way better than the men. What the men gave us, but in particular, we had uh, Angel Reese from LSU go hard, going hard on. Um, Caitlin, I can't even think of the last name. Uh, the Caitlin shit from Iowa.
2: Caitlin Clark.
0: Caitlin <laughs> Clark. Sorry about that. Caitlin Clark from Iowa. Just kind of want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. And I know Ryan, this is your topic, but I'll let you start off with it. Your thoughts oh, on no, the final no. four and then your thoughts on, uh, on the controversy that's going on right now.
2: Well, okay. So. Let me preface it by saying I didn't I didn't watch any women's college basketball this year. You know, I kind of just caught the scores, you know, going across the bottom of the screen or something. I knew South Carolina was, you know, was the head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, But when the final four came, you know, I I tried to, you know, check in and and, and catch a game. So I I saw the South Carolina uh, Iowa game. I watched that one and I could see the seeds already being sown for, you know, what we saw the following game, you know, you can see the black versus white dynamic, um, you know, starting to bubble up. Um, And then, you know, coach Don Staley, you know, after, after their loss, um, you know, she, she, she went off, you know, on how on the perception of her team um, from the media and it's basically them, you know, looking at a, a all black team or pretty much all black team and how they're be viewed as being bullies and you know overly aggressive. And so she she pushed back against that narrative. So all of that, you know, bled over you know, or led up to, I should say, you know, the championship game with LSU and Iowa. And it's just more of what people, it's just it just People want to say that race is not a factor in our society anymore, but it it is. It, it all it, it is always going to be that way. I think it's always going to be a clear divide. Like there are some things that's going to provide that clear divide where you you're on this side or you're on that side.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: of course, with the all white um, all white girls playing, you know, they were the talk of the town. They were the toast. You know, that everyone's um, raving about. The, the viewership and the attendance and all that. And it's all because of this white girl who you know, who's the player of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know, they look at you know, the black girls and you know, they're overly aggressive, they're bullies and whatever whatever. So shit didn't play out the way you know, they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And obviously we all know about the the can't see me and all that. So that's why I kind of brought this up just for us to just toss it around. But, but mm-hmm. just to wrap that all up, you know, it's just more of the same, you know, whenever, I mean, we see this in boxing. We see it, Um we've seen it, we saw it in basketball, in college basketball with, with Bird and Magic.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and that
2: played over into the NBA to where mm-hmm. it was a clear like, you know, black people was on, was, was, was messing with Magic, white people was rolling with Larry Bird.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: this is just more of the same. You know, no matter how much people want to Poo poo it and say, oh, we're we past that and no, all that. We're not, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't even say, I don't even think it's us. Cause I think we could, could we could roll any way with it. But when you pretty much give us no choice, then yeah, we gonna roll with you know we gonna roll with us.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, but I really don't think we ever go into it like you know, ah man, you know, fuck them, you know. Because you know the, the 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 little white chick, she can play. So you
0: can yeah. She can ball. she can ball. Yeah. You know
2: when, when we when you put a baggage in the corner, where it's like, well, shit, it's obvious what y'all doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to do what we got to do. So, that's my take on it. I turn it over to you all.
0: Cool, cool. I'll I'll jump in next. You know, that was a good point, Rod. Uh, you bring up like bird and magic. I didn't even think about that kind of angle on it, but that's a that's a that's a great point. I mean. But can y'all? Did y'all feel that the, the athletes don't care? Like it, it ain't it ain't really the athletes that really care. I don't really think. I don't, I think they just they they want to play. They want to ball. I think it was like a like a narrative, um, and race. <laughs> like you just said, it's sales. I mean, it, it it's sales. There's people tuning in. I don't even watch basketball, but they know Kalen Clark, Player of the Year, dominated um, Caucasian against this. Majority black team, you know that sells people who are not even interested tuning in to figure out what's going on and, and, root, and have this rooting interest. It's all It's all racial. You know what I'm saying? And like I was saying, I didn't think the, the like the actual athletes, while they may think about it a little bit, I just think they just want to play. I'm I'm out, I'm out here to beat these girls, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's the media that portrays this this. White versus black thing, and that's that's kind of my feeling on. Like I, I think the athletes really didn't care. They just wanted to play and win. And I think this media driven thing made it this big whole race thing to me.
2: I think that gives them an extra incentive, though. Like when when you see and you when you see the coverage and how it's slanted to one side, it gives you a little motivation. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see what y'all doing.
0: And. and And I think LSU saw them beat South Carolina, and figured that they figured that I figured yeah I I could see that I I could totally see that I could totally see that. Squeak your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I I watched the game, man. I thought it was very I thought it was very good. You know what I'm saying? Um, Good Final Four, uh, good champ, good uh, NCAA uh, women's championship. I mean, coming down, um, I would say mid first half, the game was kind of close, going back and forth. LSU had the momentum and they and they took that shit over. Uh that 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 whole LSU pulling away, that's when you start hearing the the, the rhetoric of, of <clears throat> they have bad sportsmanship, you know, that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? And had Caitlin um, Clark walked away with with the W, you wouldn't hear any of this. She would have been doing any kind of gesture she, that, that, she, that she was doing against South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? You can't see me shit. They had nothing negative to say then. You know, the reality is when people don't fuck with you, they want you to be humble. They want to control you when you win. You don't get the control of me how I celebrate. You know what I'm saying? They don't like when people don't fuck with you, they don't like the slightest and the littlest thing that you do. And when you're celebration and you're beating on your motherfucking chest, they want you to have class. It's okay for them to, you know, their city win and they tear up the whole damn downtown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're not considered thugs. They're not considered hootings or anything like that. But let us do some shit like that. We, we're thugs and stuff like that. The game was good, man. And it's like you said, I said, um, Iowa State players would they, – they weren't feeling no kind of way about it. They lost the game fair and square. You know what I'm saying? Now, now I, I, I go back to the refs. Interjected early in the first half, you know what I'm saying? But that wasn't the outcome of the game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. uh, that went
2: both ways though.
1: Yeah, it, it they bad rough, yeah. Yeah, they was they was getting bad ref in the first half, but that didn't that didn't decide the game, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was a good thing. But that narrative that those girls are hood and all this other shit, it's because they don't fit them they don't look like the majority. That's that's all BS. It's it's not the girls themselves getting into it, it it's that it's that rhetoric that's that's being portrayed through the media they do the same shit in boxing it's always good versus evil like mm-hmm. you don't need to advertise no shit like that we're here to see a fight you know what i'm saying we're here to see a matchup and when it comes down to a black team versus a white team they always do this type of shit you know what i'm saying and, and if the white team wins these are the best that that you ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Make one good play on that damn squad. You know, but we've always seen this kind of shit, you know. And and the team that they thought would, would, would pull off did not win, you know what I'm saying? I thought LSU did a good job of playing team basketball. Caitlin Clark didn't have no damn help on her squad. You know what I'm saying? I mean
2: uh LSU was a better team.
0: They better.
2: better. They, are. they, are. they, are. they mean I would just had that one chick that's, 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 all, that's
1: all they had But, but shit if, if that was your first time Watching
2: them you'd have thought they was The motherfucker favorites <laughs> I, I really gotta I really you know Kind of get off topic well one thing I want to One point I want to make you talk about Black and white so When black people do it If you show Emotion or You show or you know You, you, you hot dogging or whatever You're classless but if a white person does it, it's passion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. i they're, they're just a passionate player. So mm-hmm. you know, this is the same old, same old. Um, but one thing I was kind of I was kind of disappointed in Don Staley in the from the fact that they she let that one girl beat them.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Like, like damn, you're a better coach than that. So yeah, like,
0: beat yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was very disappointed in watching that game. Like she it just she didn't make no adjustments. It was just like she just let her do what she gonna do. She got out coached.
0: She I agree with that. I, I, she she,
2: she, I don't know. She got out coached because the other coach shit. didn't do shit. Nah, she didn't make the
1: adjustments to what she was seeing. She didn't make That's the adjustments. That's when you get out coached. When you can't make the damn adjustment to trap her, yeah, get, get the ball it. out of her. Hand. The
2: other coach didn't do anything schematically to to say she out her. <laughs> she just let that one girl beat her.
0: Yeah, you can't. We, they big, they big, bad South Carolina. They was they hadn't lost a game. We gonna we gonna we gonna win with what got us here,
2: and it didn't work. Yeah, you got to send a double team at her at some point. Get
0: out of here! Yeah, Jay, you got any thoughts on the on the on the final four?
2: I think
3: you guys kind of covered it all. Covered it all. I don't know if it got mentioned. The one thing I don't like that may or may not have been covered is um, the invitation to the White House. Anybody mention that?
4: No, no, uh, no first. go I mean, ahead.
3: I, I didn't bring it up because I thought that might be somebody's work of the week. That's that's blatant disrespect. It and is. I guess you can call it racism it if is. you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you invite the losing team before you invite the the winning team. Yeah, so yeah, and, that's that's disrespect. I don't really like that
1: one. And, and if you're gonna be the if you're gonna be the the the, the wife of the president, you just go visit the losing team. You know what I'm saying? But you keep that you keep that rhetoric around for every sports event. You just don't do this for for just the women's and all. Keep that same shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's a team that look like you, so you want to patronize them. You can't do no shit like that. You know what
0: I'm saying? Nobody mm-hmm. want to have no parade for the losing team. Mm-hmm. You know, here I hate I, I agree with you 100. I hate that I'm I, I hate that I'm defending this a little bit, but I'm gonna try. I, and there's no defense for it. It was wrong. You know, losers don't come to the White House. It's just the right. winning teams. They put. Jill, she was in a she was in a weird spot, man, because he's watching the game with both. She's watching the game with. Uh, Iowa, uh, people that go to Iowa, people that go to LSU. Mm-hmm. When she's asked her opinion on the game, I don't, to me, she come across as somebody who's not super knowledgeable about sports. You know what I'm saying? Just She's just a, 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 a older white lady. And I'm hoping, I'm not trying to give her an excuse, but she just seems ignorant to the whole sports dynamic. And what she was saying is that, you know, it was a good game. They both, both teams played their hard, which they didn't. You know that's why I know she's not a real fan of the game. Right, uh, LSU clearly dominated the game, mm-hmm. but she was saying, you know, they both did great. They both did a good job. You know, it'll be an honor to have them both at the White House. I think so. While I was out of place, yeah, I don't think it came from a. I don't think it came from a, a disrespectful. Boom in the lady party. I disagree. You think disagree. so? You think that was purposely the done?
2: They've been in all how many people have they hosted in their two years in the office? But do you
3: think they she called,
2: They hosted a bunch of sports teams and they know and she knows ain't no losing team ever been invited? It's only mm-hmm. the winners. Right. Mm-hmm. The team, you know, uh the, the Cincinnati Bengals didn't come to the, the White House <laughs> last year, the Rams did.
0: Sure, but but it wasn't, and and this might even sound worse, but it wasn't women. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't this whole woman dynamic that she empowering women. That's That's where I think it came from.
2: I still don't buy that.
0: Okay. If this was
2: 1975, Uh because what what they bring up, they brought up Title IX, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's 50 years since Title IX.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if
2: this is 1975 and this happens, oh, yeah. Damn right, let's let us let us empower these women. But we we fifty years behind that. Like this, these ain't the first great women's teams. I mean, if you think about Connecticut versus Tennessee,
0: mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. battles that they had, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's this ain't true. the
2: first time that we've seen good basketball from 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 women. Mm-hmm. This ain't the first time we had. I mean, this. So we had high viewership, higher viewership than we've ever had. But I, I'm willing to bet those Connecticut-Tennessee matchups in the final four, I'm, I'm sure they were the highest-rated highest, highest rated women's games Man. At, at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They hmm They were. Yeah. I think... They try to throw that women's thing in there like empowering women. we 50 years beyond that. You know, we 50 years beyond all that talk.
0: But every Just day not we not don't see it. a mic shoved. You know, that's a mic that should have been shoved into the president's face. You, you shove it into the first lady's face. I just think she was out of our element. That's
1: what I but think. That's, that's okay, sir. I could see if she did a thing like this. She invited LSU and she invited uh, Iowa before the game and wish, wish both teams the best of luck. You know what I'm saying? With the running team coming back, I could, mm-hmm. or even the, the, the final four teams. I could see if she did something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Follow what I'm saying before the game is decided. I just wanted to reach out to you young ladies and let you all know, may the best team win. We are rooting for you all before the game. Then the winning team comes back. But mm-hmm. what, you don't, what you don't do is you don't invite the losing team. Yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? What are you rewarding them with? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Other than a team that, that looks like you to mm-hmm. say, Hey, you guys did good. We proud of you. Go visit them. Go go send them a, a live feed. You know, what I mean? we're proud of you, but you don't get them no invitation. So it's yeah.
2: bad. So even if even if she even if um we're to believe that she's that naive to not know, it's still bad optics. It is. Yes. And yes. then on top 100%. of that, I've heard takes to say it's also a slap in the face to Iowa. So so follow me on this one. So okay. We're inviting both teams. You know, we're empowering women. But on the flip side, it could be viewed as, okay, Those, those, those that team of white girls is so fragile and so heartbroken that we got to invite, you know, they play their hearts out, so we got to invite them. You know, just so they can have self-esteem and then and, and be good. So now you're placating them. So actually it could be a slapping. you could look at it as a slap in the face the same uh, at the same time.
0: No, I, I'm I'm with that hundred percent. Cause like I said, Iowa was just uh balling, they didn't want none of this. They didn't they didn't ask for none of this. Caitlin Clark didn't ask for none of this. Mm-hmm. She didn't, they wanted to win the game, so they were just balling. So I'm I, I feel that. I, I totally feel that. And the and I know like I said, I came to her, I wanted to kind of give the other side for Dr. Jill Biden. Um, but she had to know how, how tense it was in that stadium. Like she could she had to feel the tension a little bit. So that's the one thing I'm gonna pull back on my statement. She had to feel the tension a little bit. So that was you a can definitely it. A, uh, you can
2: feel it on TV.
0: Yeah, There's was definitely a black and white like dynamic there. So that, she yeah. had to she had to have some, you know, feel that sense of, you know, tension. So all right, that's good talk, guys. Good talk about the the women's final four. <laughs> Who would thought we'd be talking about a women's final four? That's we great. ain't
2: gonna be talking about it till next year. That's right, women's basketball. All
0: right, one one topic came up in our uh, our group chat. We talked about do overs. There are some things that maybe in life um, you want to do over, as maybe an adult, maybe as a kid, maybe some places that you want to visit or something. And I'm gonna start with Hughes, and this is one of the topics you want to speak on. What do over you thinking about?
1: All right, so I'm I'm gonna give you a restaurant that I want to do over. I'm gonna break it down: restaurant, city, country. I'm gonna do place of movie. So one restaurant that I want to do over is Benny's Me and Jay went to this restaurant <laughs> in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and I I never knew what the fuck it was. You know what I'm saying? And so we we hungry. We just trying to get somewhere to sit down and eat. <laughs> They looking at us like we're a couple, you know, so we, we can't just sit at a table because it's a place where they cook the food in front of you. That ain't my man. I ain't his man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we boys, you know what I'm saying? So we had to walk up out that joint, you know, like, nah, we ain't doing this, but the place was real nice. So I would really love to do that again. When it comes to like a country, a city or something like that, I want to do, do Jamaica over again. You know, uh, I thought Jamaica was real beautiful. Uh, the mindset I took before I got there, I thought I'd be able to go to every uh, port of Jamaica because I thought it was kind of like <laughs> St. Louis going to uh, East St. Louis. I thought everything was close. I didn't know it would take hours to go here and go there. So Jamaica is is a spot that I got to do over. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then I would say the Atlanta uh, Aquarium. Beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. Next time I go to that joint, kids going to be in school. I'm never going in the summertime, no spring break, none of that crap. I'm going when kids in school because I love fish. I love that aquarium life, you know, and um, I love being down there. So I want to do that. A movie that I need to do over it is I think it's called Tenant with uh, David Washington, Denzel Washington's son. Mm-hmm. Got off into that movie. I started it. But I wasn't really paying attention, so I got—I need a do-over with that one. So that's my list of my, my do-overs. What about
0: uh, you? That's all good. Jerry, you got any do-overs? That was an impressive list.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, that, that Benny Hanna thing was weird. When we sat down, we did look like a couple sitting side <laughs> by side, like Indian style at the table. <laughs> I, I've never been back, man. I, I don't think I've been to a hibachi place
0: since then. Right. <laughs> uh, hold on,
1: hold
0: on. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting Indian style at, at the Obagi
3: Yeah, they sit you down side by. It's, it's, you had a table with like 10 15 other people, couples, singles, whatever. But it's like a couple is situation. That, is that politically correct? <laughs> Indian style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not politically correct. So. Sure. Native Native American style. <laughs> <laughs> With your legs crossed. There you um, go. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, do over. Uh, I can't think of anything. I don't want to get too too heavy, but you know, if I could go back to uh when I was like seventeen, I probably would have went straight to college.
4: Mm. Mm. That
3: That's probably the do over. Yeah. Maybe went you know went to the Armed Services or something like that. Just try to set up my future a little bit better. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's all I have.
0: That's strong, Jay. That's strong. I didn't even think about that. But boy, if I could do over, just get my get my shit straight from high school into college and go right to college. Yeah. That's that's big. I, I think I'd do that. But my do-over do over is kind of crazy. Jerry, remember when we, we took a couple's trip, um, uh, you and you and your uh <laughs> you, you and your maybe was, it, was it your fiance or girlfriend at the time, now your wife?
3: Yeah, girlfriend.
0: <laughs> and, and me and Sam we uh went to punta cana yeah and man it was and the reason why it was a bad time for me company was great the scenery was great man i had the worst toothache of my life wow that whole week and man it just it just destroyed the whole trip now when somebody even say punta cana i'm like oh man i don't want to go there you know what i'm saying it just it just messed up the whole whole vibe for me um, i hope i didn't let on i didn't never asked Jared about this i hope i didn't hope they didn't hope, hope i didn't mess up the trip but i was in pain that I whole trip and i i didn't I bring didn't. no no medicine nothing nothing and i'm going i'm steady running to the to the like they got this on the resort this for lack of better words like clinic where you can go buy these pills and Tylenol and i was in the, i was in that circle like four or five six times during the trip mm. but you know, I, I hate that I couldn't enjoy that trip because, man, I love vacation. I love being places. I love being away. So, but I, I would really want to do that over. And I and I got bad vibes for Punta Kansas. anybody any, Anybody tell me they want to go to Punta Kansas? And my wife just asked me, "You want to go back to?" I'm like, "No, I go Punta. So that's what I would want to do over that Punta Kansas trip. You remember that, Jake? I definitely remember. I I
3: never knew you had a toothache. I never knew I, that. I, I,
0: I'm, I was I I did, man. I was in pain. I mean I was in I was in pain, huh?
3: Why why can we just say anything? I mean, I
0: ain't wanna you know you don't be that motherfucker messing up the trip for everybody. Just I I suffered in silence, you know, but I was in pain, man. That whole trip. I was in pain. (laughs) Kill me. We had a good time, you know. I think we I think we had a good time. time. I think could have been a lot better from on my side, um, the time we had though. Right, wow, you got a do-over?
2: Um, yeah, um, and this kind of ties into the whole 45 versus 25 thing. So when I was 20, well, actually I was younger than 25. You know, I, when I was in uh, the Navy, you know, I was in my early 20s. Um, and I went to a lot of different um, countries and i didn't do anything there but drink and party and you know chase women or get chased by women so you know when you ask me about australia i ain't got nothing really to say about it i can describe what a club looked like in australia really but i never saw a kangaroo i never saw a koala bear you know um singapore Thailand, um, Hong Kong, you know, India. Well, no, not not India, uh, because India was was a horrible place. So I didn't I didn't mind not going anywhere in India. But, you know, just countless number of places that I didn't get a chance to experience what those places were about. But being a 21 year old, 22 year old, my mind wasn't or my head wasn't there. So sitting here at 45, you know, I have a totally different uh, viewpoint, especially that I I like history.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: At that time, I like history, but it's just, you know, you know,
0: go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to just ask you a couple of questions about it. Were you more you missed? Did you want to get the culture of those places or you just kind of want to see what it was about? Kind of both. But what did you think would be different? (laughs)
2: I mean, when you're in places where there are historic sites and things of that nature, and you you didn't see it, you know, because you know you take it for granted. Like you know, I guess you mean if I put my pennies together, then could I go back to Singapore, Australia? Yeah, but you know, uh, at that time, you don't know if I mean, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. as a young kid. You know, you take it for granted. You know, I actually would see guys, you know, when, once we got off the ship, you know, they would be on the pier talking to tourists. I mean, talking to um, excursions, you know, taking tourists, taking excursions and shit like that. And we would look at them like, look at these lame motherfuckers. They're
0: taking trips.
2: <laughs> like, what the fuck wrong with them? You know, because yeah. the, the way, the, you know, the way it's set up. So you pull into a port on let's say you pull in on monday y'all leave it on friday one of those days you might have duty so what the day you have duty you you you're on the ship you know you're you know you're standing watch on the ship so you're not so basically that five days excuse me has been cut to four so you're trying to do everything possible in four days Mm. You know, and and it's not like you pull in, you know, I mean, sometimes you will pull in early. But let's say it's Monday. You pull in at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. on Monday. All right. So now half the day is gone. Half Monday's gone. So now you're looking at three and a half days. So you're really trying to cram a lot of shit in those three and a half days. So that, that didn't leave time in my mind. For excursions and and taking trips to to see the sights.
1: Let me let me interject and ask a question: Do you guys have to report back to the ship once you get there? Like, let's say you land there on Monday, and you don't have duty until Thursday. That Monday, can, when you go off the ship, do you have to return back to the ship, or can you get a hotel? You can get a hotel. So you can go anywhere, but you need to be back by Thursday, you no know, later than Friday on that ship and you got that five days to do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and you can go wherever you want to go but you're your butt back here for duty plus before we pull off yep oh wow oh wow wow i always in my mind thought that when you guys pull up to a port you have to be back on the ship by a certain time like a curfew mm-hmm.
0: that day yeah, yeah um, that day.
2: And, see, and see what you would do what some people would do they would look at the duty rotation mm-hmm and see, OK, by the time we get here, let's say by the time we get to Thailand, damn, I'm going to have duty on this day. So they'll start doing duty swaps to where they, their whole time there, they don't have duty. So if they get there Monday, they don't have to come back to the ship until Friday when it's time for us to go. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I would have been doing so, in the country that um, I wanted to
2: go to. And, you know, it's and a lot of times it would be good, like, if the day you pull in if you have duty. Because, you know, nine times out of ten, y'all not going to get there very early. You're going to get there in the middle of the day. You know, so you ain't really missing nothing on that first night. And then you get off duty that Tuesday morning. And then you can, you know, you can mm-hmm. turn the car up from Tuesday to Friday. Hey, let, let me ask everybody a quick question.
1: Minus the war. There's no war going on for the United States. Mm-hmm. Would any of y'all ever sign up for, for uh, Navy to travel? Two year, one year, any? Would y'all sign up to do
0: that? I wouldn't. I mean, to me personally, I just it just wasn't never my never my cup of tea. Yeah, never something I you know. It was never something I wanted to do, mm-hmm. so I, I just I never envisioned myself doing it. I felt I always felt it was too dangerous. Me too. Cop out, but I felt it was kind of. I just felt it was too down. I don't want. I don't want. To, I want to go to war. I don't want to get shot killed. You. you know, even if it's not wartime. You know what I'm saying? You never right. know what'll happen. So that was that was always kind of what I thought about.
1: It. What about you, Jerry? Would you sign up at the, at your age right now? Just travel, right money. You saying if I didn't have like the responsibilities I have now? Mm-hmm. Just just dump your responsibilities to the to the side. Just say, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm a go right now. If there wasn't no age cutoff.
2: Uh, I'm finna say because you you can't do it now. Yeah,
1: they got there. There wasn't no age cut off, and you just like you know what? I want to see the world. I'm I'm gonna sign up. I'm gonna give a two year commitment.
3: Yeah, if I didn't have you know my family, I could. I think about. (laughs) I wish I would have did it. Either went to college or just you know went into the service. Took the free degree. I'm assuming it's free. Mm -hmm. Come out with that veteran status, and you know, like Rodney, get you that federal job, get your pension going,
2: and be set up. Ain't no pension. And no pension unless you do twenty.
3: No, no, no. The federal job pension program. Oh man,
2: that ain't yeah, shit. Not that I got to work. Um, Seven. you said seventy. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, just, oh, just yeah. this it. Josh. I got you. Um, but said you know you you mentioned that's not something you ever wanted to do. Fuck, that's not something I wanted to do. It's mm-hmm. not something I ever envisioned myself doing. Mm-hmm. But um. Sometimes you get to a crossroads and you got to make a decision. And like for me, uh, college was not an option coming mm-hmm. out of high school for whatever reason. It just wasn't an option. And then, you know, everyday life wasn't working. So
4: mm-hmm.
2: the military was the easy route for me to, to kind of in a better words, like find myself, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the midst of me finding myself, I'm out of my parents' hair. They don't have to worry. I mean, you know, obviously, the parents are worried about you. You know, you, something happened. But, mm-hmm. but and I'm talking about just them having to take care of me or support me. I'm out of their hair, you know. So yeah. I'm on my own, finding my way. So, uh, you know, it worked out.
0: It's a, it seems like, I know when you talk about it, Rodney, I know we talked about it a few times. It seems like if you could have just waited, like, Two three years of went into it, it could have been a much better experience if if he was a little older. Is you know you always talked a little bit about that about uh, how when you got there you was so young. Everybody, was kind of everybody in the same kind of age group party party mode or what? Yeah, yeah, um,
2: yeah. But one thing you see is that if you a lot of guys who didn't have lives pre prior to uh, the military. Mm-hmm. Um they get there, they fall in love with the first piece of pussy they get in a foreign country, and they bring her back to the States and they do 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, you see most of the people who actually had lives prior to that, you know. I mean, I ain't got no statistics to show it, but I I just know, but I know from from seeing it,
4: mm-hmm.
2: a lot of guys who really didn't have a lot going for them. At home, they get there and they do 20 years, and you know, that's their you I mean that's their career. Mm-hmm. Um me, it was a you know ends to a me ends to a mean means to an end. Mm-hmm. And I just want you know, from the moment I stepped in, I was looking, I was looking at that the day I get out. Okay. So obviously that wasn't uh that kind of led me down a path of misconduct and, and just not really conforming uh like i should have or could have mm-hmm. it just was like i was 18 when i went in and um it was like man you do 20 years i'm like 20 years i'd be 38 What's wrong with you you know what i'm saying like 38 was just so foreign right like, just we we didn't we couldn't see ourselves ever being Thirty-eight years old, and 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 if we did, we felt like we would be old. So that's why I was like, man, fuck this! I'm doing my six, and I'm out. Ain't no way I'm gonna be thirty-eight in this bitch. You know how old I'll be when I'm thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? Hey, la- last question. I know we we harping on this one, but would you do it? Would you? Would you, knowing that you know now, would you go ahead and do that twenty? No. You still wouldn't do it. Okay. No. All right. But. I would have made
2: my six more profitable. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha.
3: Hey, hang on before we go. Yeah. Rodney, I worked for the federal government for two days. I got a $138 retirement check. <laughs> sure, that retirement not about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta max out. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, last Houston, uh he, uh Benny Hanna, they have one in Houston, so we can do that one over. Punta Cana. I don't know about Punta Cana. <laughs> I'm on the fence about going back too, cause it's right next to Haiti and they kill right. people. Yeah, but you yeah. know we still have time to do some of this stuff. over oh We're
0: yeah, heck yeah, yeah. We we definitely get that in. We will definitely get that in. So that's, that tra- that's a good transition to our next topic. We was talking about you know our lives, some some stuff we could have did different, and basically scoring you know high school, going into college, and that sort of thing. But let's take it back to the high school days. Some memorable memories that you guys got from high school. Anything jump out to you for high school memories? Jared, what's will with you? What,
3: j- just any memory? Yeah, memory.
1: Let's do it by uh, years. Freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year. Okay. First right. round, let's do freshman year. What's your memories of your freshman year?
3: Man, I can't do it by year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a good one. Before okay. freshman year, eighth grade, I went on the, the trip that Sumner went to the state championship. Okay. I, th- I think it was in Jefferson City. It was somewhere in Missouri. It, it was. Yeah, I was on that trip. And I just remember being on the bus and we pulled in. It was I might it was like my first trip, you know, by myself. And I remember pulling into like a, a Walmart in the middle of nowhere, and all these black kids get off the bus and the workers in Walmart and the customers. We're just looking, you know, we'd lie out going to get out with snacks and everything. You know, they just giving us the, the side eye. So just that trip, I remember parts of that trip. Mm-hmm. So that was before freshman year. Yeah. That's uh, one mm-hmm. of my memories. I'll, I'll pass it.
0: You know, as far as memories, I, I, I probably couldn't do it my like every four years. But my biggest memory uh, was for my freshman year. Was getting on was getting on a football team, you know. We I heard about, you know, some of the football team pretty much as I was coming up, and you know that was that was the thing, you know, get on the football team, get on the football team. So making it on the football team, you know, freshman year, of course it was junior varsity, but getting on the football team that was some that was some pride, man. Walking around, (laughs) walking around on Fridays with your jersey on. You know, going to the PEP rally, going to the big PEP rally with the with the main team, that was that was dope. You know, I was really eighth grade. You know, I was really kind uh, of unsure myself, and I know I hit it well, but I was you know a big dude, big old dude. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of just made me launch that launched me into high school the right way because I felt comfortable. I felt I was big for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Versus you know, I, I probably was playing sports, so that helped me ease into high school by being on a sports team, and came and kind of gave me the confidence I needed.
1: I know for me, mine was just the opposite. My freshman year, what was memorable is I didn't go out for the football team. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was too intimidated. You know, they had just went to state the year before, which was our eighth grade year. Then they went back to back, you know what I'm saying, our our freshman year. So that was one what was memorable about my freshman year. And then I think by that spring, I got my driver's license and you couldn't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you got any you got any uh, first memories, Rod?
2: No, nah, um,
0: to be honest, I'm
2: I'm I'm really uh, I don't think much about high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, um, it wasn't a good time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a lot of good memories from high school. Uh, there was, some, you know, there were good things that happened, but I think overall, and I don't think I've really even, I don't even think I've ever really spoke that out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, not you know, not just to you all, but just I don't think I've ever said that out loud uh, ever. About high school, but as I as I sat here and listened and was just thinking, like I really didn't enjoy high school. Like I like I could have or should have, you know. It was it was a lot of, um, um, I guess, inadequacies, low self esteem type of situations for me that happened in high school. That um, I kind of just like block it out. Like I don't really think about a lot of shit. Like like you all sit around and talk about oh, you remember so and so and so and so and I'm like I really, I really don't. Like I don't remember a lot of people outside of you know our inner circle. Like you remember that chick that, that did? It? I'm like, nah, I really don't. Cause mm-hmm. I, I kinda just I kinda just blocked that out.
0: Mm. That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: That's crazy. I, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know you were going through that. Mm. Me
2: yeah. Neither did I. I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'll jump around a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know too much memorable in my sophomore year, but no. junior year I do both. Junior year, I had a chance to go. To, so this this changed my life. Y'all probably know this. You know, I, I had a chance to go to Washington D.C. How did that come about? So uh, just knowing Miss Cabot and knowing Miss Miss Atkins, they okay. knew I was a they. They wanted somebody that could go represent the school in a, in, a, in the right way. So I was lucky enough to get tapped to do that. You know, my grades were good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of a gentle giant, soft-spoken. So they they knew I could get along with people. But I'm going to tell you, that changed my life, man. That, that changed my life because I, I went somewhere where everybody had plans. You know what I'm saying? Everybody I bumped into, black, white, Asian, Mexican, Everybody that was there, they was they was they had plans. They,
4: was about they the had
0: plan. already, you know, my junior, they beginning of our junior, they were already had. Which how everything goes, they already had, you know, letters in acceptance letters from colleges. They knew what jobs they wanted. I got there, man. I was like, man, I gotta get my shit together. So I made some really good friends, made some really good connections, and I really learned how. To mingle with different types of people. That's why I got my really got my. It's what's helping me now. I really got people skills by going off to Washington D.C. and getting you know getting adequate, getting you know interested in these different groups and you know how people think and all that sort of stuff. So that was probably that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. A, a kid from the ghetto that didn't have a lot. You know that was really the best thing. Um, that could have happened to me my junior year
1: how many was it of you all in their, in their program was so, it like,
0: so so right each now? each each representative has a page so house of representative what is 200 and something is, is that is that am i saying that right is it 200 some something representatives or something like that i, like, I can't and even and remember number. Representatives, like
2: senators, yeah, only, more representatives senators there's only there's
0: only 100 senators and and there's like is it 200 or 400 maybe
2: 60s or something like that.
0: Something like that. But each each uh, representative has a page. So it was that many pages. The Senate Senators have a page. The House of Representative, uh, congressmen, they have a page. So it was just a big school. A big school, everybody, you know, 15, 16 kids, and I mean, and I met very wealthy people, and I met I met people that were just like me, you know, didn't have much. But everybody had the opportunity and you didn't know, you know, you, you just got the chance to meet and mingle and learn shit. So it was it was a great opportunity, that, that happened my junior year. Probably okay. the best opportunity of my life. Cedric, mm-hmm.
3: so we revealing stuff. I didn't know you didn't know this. Maybe you did know. Uh, maybe this might not be the right time to say it. I don't know. But, you know, you know, they offer that trip to me. And I no, I didn't down. know that. You didn't
0: you, know that? You probably... I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Why did you turn why it down? Why did you
3: turn
0: it down? Um, you know how you get...
3: you like a homer, you don't want to leave home. That mm-hmm. type of that type of vibe. Mm-hmm. So I had that going on. Yes. So I had a lot of stuff going on. I, I'm actually glad I didn't do it because I got to spend more time with my grandmother. She passed away, man. Right after I, we graduated. I like, think... Like, yeah... Like right after we graduated, she passed away, so me going on that trip would have meant less time, you know yeah. being around her. so it kind of worked out mm-hmm. you know so right
1: see so how was the city of d c you the know, St. louis when you got so, there?
0: so this is here this is a thing that I didn't do, and uh, this is kind of what writing was on when I was there, because I didn't I wasn't culturally. Um with it, I didn't I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? The city itself is a very clean city, very business city. It was it was a homeless pop, it was clean, but it was homeless. It was a lot of homeless, but they kept it clean in DC. Okay. But if you if I told you I did not go to a museum, you would think I was nuts. I did not go to a museum when I was in, and that's that place is full of museums. Every museum you can think of is in Washington, DC. I did not go to a museum because I just didn't know how.
2: Right. You know, the
0: Holocaust Museum had us open. The, there was a Black History Museum. There was an aviated Museum. The Natural History Museum. I mean, there was so many, so much stuff to do. That kind of stuff, and I and I tell you, I didn't, I didn't go to a museum. So that's one of the biggest things I didn't do. I did, however, see all the monuments, though. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to see, you know, for you know where Dr. Martin Luther King did his speech, mm-hmm. um, the Lincoln Memorial, you know. The Washington Memorial. So I saw that kind of stuff. I went to the Merrimack. I saw. Some, I mean, so I did some of that kind of stuff, but I, I didn't see a museum. But the city. Um, we're and speaking of that, we're going to do that this year. We're going back, Sam and I, are going back to kind of see it again, and I'm just going to kind of uh, do some stuff I didn't do. Okay. But I, to compare the cities, it was much more vibrant, and it might have been just because of the place I was. You know, I, I'm here. St. Louis, I was in something like kind of a you know impoverished area. There, I was in Washington, DC, where that's all where all the money is. So it was just a different, it was just a different time.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. But I didn't know that, Jared. I didn't know you got off that trip. (laughs) I did not know
1: that. So was there supposed to be more than one person coming from Sumner back then, or just one representative?
0: One rep Congressman Clay wanted a representative from the city of St. Louis. You know, he that's his district. Okay, And he wanted somebody in particular from our school that year. So, that's how we got a chance to do it. Wow,
1: that's dope. That's dope. I know for like me, that. my sophomore to junior year, I redeemed things I didn't get done. My freshman year, I went out for the football team. Mm-hmm. In this particular year, they cut the junior varsity. So, I hadn't played football since I was probably like uh, nine or ten, some shit like that. eleven. You know what I'm saying? So, to, to have to go out for a team that just won a damn state and you ain't played since you was 10 years old, you know, the pressure that you put yourself on, I ain't no, I wasn't lifting no weights. I wasn't in none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Barely mm-hmm. doing five pushups mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be told there ain't no junior varsity. So if you make the team, you make it, you're going to it. And I'm just in my head, like I'm not good enough. I broke my knee two years ago. So I'm going to break my knee again but i'm on my head to say you could do this so i got my confidence up and worked out that summer just running up some hills and just running a little bit get my wind out man i was so tired and hurt and bruised that entire summer training doing them too just sore just every day i was sore
4: mm-hmm. and
1: The goal was just to make the team. The goal was not to be a starter. The goal was just to make the team to see if I could still play. And you'd be surprised of the goal you set and how you achieve it by becoming a starter when that was never the goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Things got uh, elevated and stuff. You know, I really did something smart my sophomore year in high school. I took my electives my sophomore year instead of taking them my freshman year or, or taking them my senior year to mm-hmm. my BPA, you know what I'm saying? Because I was playing it. I was playing like my freshman year. I thought I was just too cool for things. You fast forward to my junior year, I started dating at this particular time where, where my freshman and sophomore year I thought I was just a player. But this particular time I, I pulled me a little young chick and shit like that and and I'm going I'm to a, I'm a settle down my junior year, you know, which mm-hmm. – to you know, leap me into my senior, but that's my sophomore, and junior for me.
0: <laughs> oh god! um Well, I know Rodney hated uh, high school, so I.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey Rodney, you don't remember we used to hang around all the time, joining on this one and that one, making fun of Mister Sam's. Yeah, all that. You don't remember, remember that. That, those times? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, all right. <laughs> he, right. Didn't, he didn't like him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you sound like you are having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. I hey, remember. so like moving, like moving on. I have one more. So senior year, senior, year, we the big dogs. But my, my, but I got so I hurt my back playing football, right? So I had to miss a year playing football, and I had to get medically cleared to come back. So I was able to come back and play my senior year because I got medically cleared. And man. That was probably the best thing in my life because I didn't realize Hughes was on the team. You know, I knew he played, and mm-hmm. but when I got back, it's first time I was ever playing with Hughes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my boy on the team. So we was on the team, and I, and I got so many members of me and him just talking in between plays because we played defense. And it's the first time I met jerk Like it was the first time I really meeting jerk Rodney brought him to the group, <laughs> and I was like. Who is this kid? I was like, who is this kid? And he was like, oh, that's J-Rock. J- and that name stuck with me. I think I'm the only one that still call you J-Rock. And I got that from Rodney. Oh,
1: that's All the
0: of you. Time, time. Call him J-Rock. So, and, uh, and that's, that's kind of that's a memory, you know, a memory for life that I came back from Washington, D.C., and back in football, I'm playing with Squeak. I meet you, and Rod. As me and Rod always been tight, and here you are bringing J Rock into the mix. So, my lifelong friends, you know what I'm saying? So that was that was cool. That was that was cool. So that's my memory from senior year. <laughs> I think um, I remember.
2: I mean, I remember. I mean, I don't. I remember shit. Mm-hmm. I just don't dwell on it. But there are there are a lot of shit that I really don't remember. But. Uh, I remember. I remember. What was that? When we graduated, we all went over one of our uh, one of our friends' house afterwards.
0: Uh huh. Yep. 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 Uh, yep.
2: I, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't say the names to protect the innocent. Protect the innocent, right? Yes. But um, I re- we all like met up over their house or whatever, and you know, just had a little good time. Yeah. I think I had a little money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying?
0: Definitely so, yeah, remember that. Definitely. Yeah,
2: I remember that. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Good. <laughs> are those are you talking about? Are they female? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, think I, I think I know who you talking about. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I forgot that.
2: Mm-hmm. See, my uh, my uh my grandfather actually passed the day we walked across the stage. Oh, wow. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Wow. So I May thirty first, nineteen ninety five, always stands out. Okay. Uh, because that's my graduation day, but my my grandfather passed the same day.
4: Really.
1: I remember oh, really? us standing in line, and I was—I kept asking you, like, "What's wrong with you?" You wouldn't tell me at first, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him, like, kind of looking out, just like you know, you you know somebody, and you like something not right, mm-hmm. you know. And I pressed them, kept pressing them, and man, I—I I said a prayer for you because I felt so bad because mine was, you know, in the, in the stands waiting on me, you know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I just felt bad. I, my heart went out to you
2: that day. Yeah. And see, like one thing um, that I didn't I didn't know till later, like we put so you know I played baseball for a couple of years and you know we played at Bush Stadium and like my dad and my grandfather were there, but I didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And they didn't tell me but, you know, uh, like shit. I don't I can't remember when they actually told me. But my, I was talking to my dad. And he was like, "Yeah, me and your granddad. We was in the stands. I mean, I, cause I don't, I don't think I did sh- like I ain't do shit. You know, I uh, I may have walked and got on base and and you know scored a run, but I ain't get a chance to you know show off or anything. But just the fact that they were, you know, in that empty ass stadium there to watch me, you know, saying so, uh, <laughs> that's good. That was dope.
0: Yeah, that's dope, man. Jerry, you got any senior memories?
3: No no senior memory. I have a memory. We could have been seniors. It was this girl. I always think about this. And she would, <laughs> back then, when a chick like me, I didn't trust him. I was like, what the fuck is here? <laughs> I was like, okay, what do you want from me? I, mean, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> but this chick was liking on me. And uh, she had like a little gut. Turn out this fucking girl was pregnant. And I, that just always sticks into my mind. Like, why were you digging on me while you're pregnant? It's like you once you take stuff. care of that baby. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Way back then. So that's a memory that sticks out to me. Oh, that's
0: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um hey, I'm I'm uh I'm gonna flip the script. I know we got a topic listed, but I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip this topic, and I wanna run, I want to run a new topic in this. <clears throat> so Transformations. We we just guys. We we embarked in March on like some small. And I'm bringing this up because well, let's start with this point. Black China did a transformation, and we're gonna get into that next. But in March, guys, we all did a uh, we all did a contest, a challenge, um, a push up and squat challenge for the whole month of March. So for everybody that's listening, we. As a group, decided to do fifty push-ups, fifty squats a day for the entire, uh, for the whole thirty-one days of March. And I want y'all your thoughts on it. how y'all felt at the beginning and how y'all felt towards the end. Hughes, what about you? What, what do you feel about that? So,
1: my weakest point in this challenge was the squats. And so what I was trying to do was do my my push-ups and my squats together. So if I got down and and um, did 10 push-ups, I was doing t- uh, 10 squats that way I could report them in my calculator and stuff like that. So I kept my push-up limit because in my mind I didn't ever want to do that, get down and do 50 squats. So that's like my weakest, it's like my weakest part. So I kept my I kept my push-ups to like no more than like 30. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to have to run that up. And so when we did that bonus day on the 31st of uh, March, I found myself doing more squats than I ever did and, and not realizing that I really could do that, how powerful the mind is. You know, I'm putting these numbers in my calculator and I'm down to my last 41 or 45, whatever that number was. Mm-hmm. And something just clicked in my head and said, fuck it, you got it. Do 45 push-ups, like I got to do 45 squats now because mm-hmm. I, I, my goal was to break that up you know what i'm saying I, I think about in the beginning how weak i was like i i couldn't man i was struggling with them 50 push-ups
4: mm-hmm.
1: i went on i got stronger and i got stronger you know what i'm saying even even battling covet i was using the, the push-ups and the squats to measure if i still had strength about myself mm-hmm. so i would get down do my push-ups do my squat but i was in my mind, I was going to use that shit as an excuse to just, you know, miss a day skip a day. You know, like, I really was 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 feeling it like I still got my strength about myself, you know, even mm-hmm. though I'm, I'm, you know, I'm my, my congestion, my system, my lungs is all messed up and shit like that. I still got my strength about myself. I I can I could do this, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I, I fix my mind and say, I'm not playing with this, you know. I make sure I get good form in my pushes. I make sure I get good form in my squats, you know what I'm saying? Because you can mm-hmm. you can hurt yourself doing a squat whether you got weight or not, you know. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I get the good form. I don't I don't cheat or anything of that nature. And it, it's it's really a, a confidence booster. And you know? I really I really appreciate it. So
0: confidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hey I'll go next on this Jared thank you. That was that, <laughs> that, that that was that was a good idea. I mean I was I'm embarrassed. I couldn't even do six push push-ups. Like mm-hmm. I could not even like I had to it took me the first day we did them, do the 50 push-ups, it took me literally the whole day to do them. Yeah. Like, I could do five or I could do four. I mean, I think my last set, I ended up doing, like, two. You know what I'm saying? That's because I was trying to get to that 50. Right. I mean, I was in burn. I was like, God damn. And then, like, day two or three, I was so sore, man, but I just wouldn't. I, couldn't, I felt like I would let y'all down if I didn't do it. So that helped me. And I'm like, fuck. So I got through them days and it just got easier, and easier, and easier. Now, I, I said I thought I could, I thought the goal was going to, I was going to be able to do 50 at one time, but I'm, I'm getting there. I can get, I can get like 35 easy. You know what I'm saying? 35 easy. So, I mean, to go from six <laughs> to 35, I mean, I, I was proud of myself for that, man. I was, I was proud of that. Uh, squats were never an issue with me. I, I guess I used to always do squats with okay. But, man, I, I was really proud of myself. We, that was, a, Like I said, I thank Jerry. That was a good challenge, man. That was a good challenge. What was your experience with it, Jerry?
3: Well, for me, because I was doing my table push-ups, <laughs> I was already somewhat conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel about the same. At first, my knee, my knees are bad. My knees were hurting with the squats. They don't hurt as much right now. Um, uh, so squats were okay. The push-ups were rough. You know, I had to start off doing like the 10 and take a break, mm-hmm. do 10 more, do it like that. But now I'm I'm with you. I'm up to I can do 35. I wouldn't say it's easy. That last mm-hmm. three are kind of mm-hmm. rough, but I can get 35 most days in one set. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm when it's late or or I'm trying to hurry up and get done, you know, get to that 50. I can do uh 35. Yeah, I'm glad we did that challenge. It seems
1: like the challenge is not over. I right, mean, I just kept step <laughs> right. with it, man. It's, I still got to hit mine, but yeah, I'm still rocking rockin with it.
0: It's like a mindset, man. It's like I just jump up, I, I, and, I and I got a routine. I just knock mines out in the morning because it used to take half of the day. Now it takes fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. you know, seven ten minutes. So, what was your experience with it, Rob? Um.
2: I actually... So it's it's it's, it's helping. Um, it's helping me commit. You know, because one of my things is like, I'll say something, and I'm going to do it, and don't get around to doing it. Mm-hmm. So with these, you know, committing to these 50, um, it's helped with my commitment. Um, as far as the physical aspect, I could... When we started, I could drop down to do 50 push-ups. Crazy, no problem. But it's crazy. Now I can't do it. Well, no, nah, let me take that back. I can do it, but I don't do it. I, I, I just do 25 and 25. It's crazy. We got to the 31st, and I had forgot all about – like I had done my 50 for the day, and then I saw you post 100. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. We we did commit to doing hundred. So I dropped down and I just I just I just banged out fifty of them bitches just just nonstop. Um so it's been a good it's it's been good for me. Um, you know, we're about to have a uh, softball season is about to kick off in about three weeks. So just being, you know, usually that dead period between the end of softball season, you know, leaves in the winter, it's cold, you ain't really doing nothing. So just just that little bit of exercise for uh, last month has got me to a place where I think I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm going to be – there's not going to be that week or two or three weeks where you got to get in shape during the season. You know, I think I'm going to be – I'm going to hit the ground running game one, you know what I'm saying? So – um And for me, it's just this is the challenge. You know, it ain't ain't a challenge no more. It's just this is our routine, you know. It ain't no, uh, we're going to see another 30 days. You know, this for me, this is the routine. 50 every day. If you want to get frisky and do 60, 70, (laughs) 100, whatever. (laughs)
0: No, that's that's good, man. That's good. So we got to figure out how to challenge the next step. Whether it be some, whether it be some calisthenics, some some aerobics, whether it be some walking, whether it be some food out or, or getting rid of some, I'm down with it, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next. I'm looking forward probably, to the next set of challenges. I
2: channels. ain't gonna fuck with y'all on that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit up for a lot to you and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna cut this out or I'm gonna cut that out," because I'm not. <laughs> But I'm gonna continue to, to, to do my push-ups and my my sit-ups because I, I gotta get away from the squats right now, but I'm gonna do my sit-ups mm-hmm. shit, you know. Like I say, sometimes I'm gonna get frisky and I'm gonna throw a number out there. I'm gonna throw a hundred on you motherfuckers and put the pressure on. You know. But at the same time, it you know, if you motherfuckers wake up and do a hundred, if I if I feel like matching it, I will. If I don't, I just do my fifty and I,
0: I think that that's 50. all that's all, man. You gotta get that 50 piece. That's it. Y'all bodies changing? Can y'all see y'all body's changing at all, or
2: not yet for me? I I don't. No, I don't, nah, I don't, I don't know. think so. Mm-hmm. Too soon. it's okay. a good start.
3: I, I needed to start this jump mm-hmm. start, but no, not yet.
1: All right, Cool. I thought I, thought I would look more sleek in my tuxedo. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying doing this shit. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> hey, the hardest day, the hardest day for me doing this shit was after my party. Man, I was like, you no, know, I was like, I was like, they'll they're, they're, they're understand if I take a day off. <laughs> but man, something in me just wouldn't let me do it. So I just rolled over. Something in it would not let me do it. It's
1: funny you tell that story in the beginning. I think it took me if we started on a Wednesday or a Thursday, it took me that next week, maybe like that, that Tuesday, to get in oh, the rhythm to take that, to increase my push-up. You know mm-hmm. because. Like five, I couldn't get up a certain number. Yeah, just yeah. with squats and the push ups. Like I was like, God damn, I I've done push ups before. Like what the hell? But you don't get credit for what you used to do. Mm-hmm. So I,
2: I I got a question. So on 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 a, on an average day, um, do you all do yours first thing in the morning? No,
0: I do mine. First thing in the morning, like I do them. I got a little routine. I do, I do twenty five, twenty five before the shower, and then I, no twenty five, twenty five before I get my clothes out, and then after I get my clothes out, I do the next twenty five, twenty five. Because yeah. I was,
2: because I, I what reason why I was asking that was because if you really want, I was gonna, you know, we can keep the same number, but the the challenge would be you have to have them done by a set time. Mm. So. Eight o'clock in the morning, you gotta have it done. So that's why I was asking what what you all's day consists of, because you know that'll put pressure on a motherfucker. You gotta get them done by eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Uh, some. I did it in the morning and felt great. I, I felt great. I felt stronger when I did it in the morning. It woke me up. It made me feel like I had enough in me to do more. You know what I'm saying? It's like if 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 you wake up in that six and seven frame time time frame and knock your fifty off, you're looking at noon. Like I think I could do another fifty or you know what I'm saying? Like I felt stronger doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm
2: proposing that for the next for the remainder of this week, we'll see how I go. After that, I'm proposing. You have to have them done by eight o'clock in the morning. 8, 8 a.m. You have to have your, your your sets done.
0: I I can do it. I mean, that's my that's my it ain't no big deal for me because this when I do them. I do them every day. I haven't
2: done mine today, but,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but start, starting tomorrow. <laughs> starting hey, tomorrow, I, you have to have them done by 8 a.m. I accept that, but put a penalty on it. What's the penalty?
0: Yeah, what's the penalty?
2: Whatever y'all want to put on it. I mean we had a penalty, but that motherfucking aunt- <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, I gave the blade a break because he wasn't on the original call. He wasn't on the original talk. We just kind of threw him in. So I was like, all right. he 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 accepted it though. He did.
2: He did. He accepted it. So. He did. But whatever so, penalty y'all want though. You know. All right.
0: You don't you don't report by if you don't report by eight, extra twenty five. Now
1: when is this starting? Next week?
0: Today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I accept. I accept.
0: I accept. Twenty five is the penalty if you don't report. Now you can do them and don't report. You still got to do. We still got to do twenty five if you don't report.
1: Okay.
0: All okay. right. Cool. Cool. I just, I just want to throw that in, man. Because I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of us. Good job, man. All right. Thoughts on Black China. All right. So for for you for everybody who don't know. Recently, Black China went um, under underwent surgery to have some reverse, basically reverse surgery. You know, she got all the filler taken out of her face. She got all the filler taken out of her body, um, and she's starting to look like like a normal person. Very pretty young lady. I wanted to kind of just kind of ask you guys, what's your thoughts about that? First, your thoughts about Black China, what you think she looks like now, and then why 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 do why do women do that if, is it for us or what why do they do that what, what do you guys think about that so i'll start with me you know i i am a man that likes women to look like women you know everybody got their type but i like i like voluptuous women so i'm a, i'm a, i actually thought i think she looks great both ways but i actually like the filler, warm. I, I me personally, just type of woman I like. I like a woman, woman that's lipstick, makeup, voluptuous. So, while I didn't think she looked bad before, I think she's still pretty before and after. But I personally prefer the filled up China. Me personally, what y'all think?
2: I'll go next. I really, to be honest, I've never really paid much attention to her well mm-hmm. well she's uh, angela white now right she's, she's mm-hmm. known angela White yes. yes um i've never really paid any much attention to her but i like the fact that she's doing this mm-hmm. i don't know why she's I me mean, i don't i'm not sure of why she's doing it i haven't dug into it but i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i like the fact that she's doing this for the image that it can portray to our young, our young, uh, young women out there, because mm-hmm. we see this, you know, we fall into this trap on Instagram and all this shit of what we think beauty should be. Um, but I'm glad she's doing it because she's she's showing that hey, you don't have to, you know, spend ten thousand and and get a fucking butt injection that'll fuck you up, you know, down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be beautiful just who you are. Um, And, you know, as a man, I look at, you know, naked women all day on my phone, you know, but in my mind, I'm like, that shit ain't real. And it Mm -hmm. looks good, but it's manufactured. Mm -hmm. And and to me, it kind of makes me appreciate, you know, what you got, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, hey, you, you know. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's real It's you know i i, I can i can i'd rather it be real than manufactured so so that's my spiel. i like to you know i hope that this could you know affect you know little girls growing up and let them know that um they don't have to do you know go take the surgery route in order to be beautiful
0: That's was up squeak what you think
1: yeah i can com- i commend her on as well you know what i'm saying um I know that's probably a, a, a big mental adjustment that she really had to go through to to actually get the surgery and then, you know, have a change of heart and walk around and get all those fillers removed. You know, I, I think she's beautiful uh, right now in her natural state. You know what I'm saying? Uh, versus the the change that she was going through, you know, mm-hmm. with the fillers and stuff like that. You know, um, I do think it sends a, a good message out there to to the to the young girls and the girls of her her age are peers, you know what I'm saying? Um, no telling what they're filling you up with. No no telling what the long term effect, you know, would be. Mm-hmm. And she has kids. She has kids now. You know what I'm saying? So I think she's beautiful. Um I think she looks better now than she did before. Um and I'm um, happy for it. You know, I hope she goes down that journey and continues to work on her mindset and not have like any regrets from removing the filler. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't playing. I want to keep playing with it. With I think about Michael Jackson and how, as a kid, this guy had all the damn girls falling out of him. The only man I ever seen that had women fainting, and the end result of him was that he didn't even look like a man or a guy that, that, that I once recognized and wanted to be like, he emulate. you know what I'm saying? Uh, he did it all for nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like from, from, you know, just all the constructive, uh, face shit that he had done, you know? So I, I commend Black China. you know, um, she looks, I like, I like the natural version of her.
0: Okay. Jay, any thoughts?
3: Ditto. She's pretty prettier to me. Natural. Um, you know, considering the health risk involved with getting injected with this stuff, but just getting put under for the surgery, um, you know, it's super dangerous. You guys see that um nurse who was trying to do lipo on herself? Yes, killed herself. Yes, kill herself, yes. Yeah, I think it's yes. time to for somebody to step up like like uh black China Angela White and be the anti you know, butt-lift injection person. Somebody needs to, you know, change that. Change that narrative. So I like, like, uh, I like how she looks now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: She's more, you know, well, she's well spoken. She, mm-hmm. she, made her money, so she has some money. You know, I like her now. Is what I'm trying to get at. No, that's
0: that's good. So my whole point is, with me, I just want you. To, I want you to be happy with whatever you want to do. I don't want to judge you. If that, if your Arizona is getting surgery, putting it in, that's fine. I just want you to do, be the person you want to be. Like she's beautiful. With to with it, she's beautiful. Without it, she's beautiful to me. So, but whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your boat. um, I didn't really think of it as like the role model, uh, the role model point of it. So I'll take that into consideration because that's big. You know, you don't want our kids growing up seeing that. But I want I want your kids to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Do what do what you want to do, but. I definitely I definitely get that but I just I saw those pictures and I was like whoa you know it was just such it was such a a, a difference but um
2: hey I know we 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 run in about 124 are we going to get to to that to that uh D-Wade topic cuz I want I want to get you all uh
0: let's take let's that. let's jump into it right now Rodney go ahead and 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 uh present the topic that you were thinking about
2: so my second topic that I wanted to bring to the table, I wanted to get as as uh, you know, four strong black men with with families with children. I just wanted to get um, your all's you all's opinion on how Dwayne Way and Gabrielle Union, or you know, their family, how they've handled this uh, their transgender his transgender son daughter i mean him her i I don't know what Mm -hmm. pronoun to use but Mm -hmm. just how they've been able to use how how they've navigated this process um so i start so you know we all just kind of the one thing i've always thought it was like you know you know you can't tell nobody how to raise their kids you know you they you know raise their kids how they see fit but i'm not on that tip with this one uh, but so i'm so there is a topic so i'm going to turn it over to one of you. i'm going to turn it over to you squeak how do you feel about that whole situation uh,
1: i'm going to speak from a parent and i'm going to be ignorant i'm i'm forgive me for my ignorance about in, in the trans uh, community i don't mean any anymore um, i think as a parent as a father uh, I commend um, D. Wade on listening to what his son or, wh- or what his daughter has spoke up to him and, and said, and him standing behind his child. You know what I'm saying? To me, as a, as a parent, you know your your sexuality as a, as a parent or as a person um, should not be determined by your parent. It's it's what you feel inside. You know what I'm saying, and if you have a parent that that speaks for you, because I can only imagine what my life would have been if I'm in D-way's, uh son slash daughter shoes, and and I express this feeling to my father, I don't think I would ever got the support that Way has shown for his son. You know, my father, you know, supporting me, and and I want to get a sex change, or I, or I feel like I'm I'm you know like. I got feminine ways I don't I don't feel like growing up in the 70s and 80s that a lot of black men got to be great men and support their kids, you know, but me growing up, I I never had those kind of sexual conversations with 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 my parents and I, I was never forthcoming about how I was really feeling. So I I really hate to kind of judge D way only thing I could just say that I could tell that he loves his child because he's not embarrassed or he doesn't give a shit about what anybody thinks, you know, you you hear Boosie saying, you know, don't cut his, don't cut his dick off. Don't don't cut his dick off. You know, you, you hear him saying that in the beginning, but at, but at the end of the day, that's a man that loves his son slash daughter and he's embracing it, you know, is it good on the optics? May not be, you know what I'm saying? But that's not my life, you know what I'm saying? I think his son, his daughter has a great father that he or she can lean on and, and, and um, come to. You know, and I think as a kid, that's all you really want. You want, you want to be able to come to your father and, and get shit off your chest, you know what I'm saying? To tell how you feel and not have anybody, you know, shit on you or ostracize you or tell you the man to hell up when you don't feel like a man, you know. Um, I have a child, you know, and it doesn't matter what my my child's sexual preference is. The rules still remain the same. Make sure that whoever you dating treats you with respect, or they are gonna have to see your father. And that's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's interesting. The only thing, so so I got two thoughts on it. I think you gotta be careful early on with, you know, if your if your child comes to you at a certain age, you gotta be careful with that because, you know, that's a that's a decision that's gonna alter your alter everything for life. So I would just be very clear and I would probably try to not guide that decision, but very be very clear. If we don't take this, we don't rush the steps. Let it happen naturally. And as you get a little older, then, you know, the sex change. I think it was different for D-Wade because they have resources. You know what I'm saying? They have resources to get things done quickly, to keep things quiet, to do it the right way. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of kids find themselves in this situation and they don't have the support, number one. And they also don't have the resources to get what they need taken care of, taken care of. So, I just think it's it's unique to, to to Zaya that she could get it all done because she has two supportive parents, and but they also have the resources to get it done. You know what I'm saying? That's not a a, a cheap thing to do to change to have a sex change, and you know, um, and just think about if if this could have took longer, the stages that the body would have to go through the scrutiny that that kid would have had to go through, you got to be a strong kid and you got to have a strong support system. So I say all that to say it was just the right, right place for her, but I would really caution any parent to really take their time, you know, listen to the kid, but really take the time and make sure it's not too early because it's a life. It's a life change. It really is. Yeah. I'll
2: go next. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm totally. Uh, you know, on the other side of, of that conversation, um, you know, you, uh, Squeak, you talked about. You know, you can tell that Dwayne loves his child, uh, but uh, the other side, the, on the flip side, if you, if you're if if you are against what they're you know, this decision or whatever, that's love, too, because you are, you know, you're you're not doing you're doing it because you know what that what that child can potentially endure. Plus, at 13 years old, I'm just not going to be sold on this child knows what the fuck they not they, what the fuck they want. I don't know if, you know, I, I'm not sold that they know that they can develop or can make sense of what they're feeling you know, you could, they could wake up, you know, what if they wake up at 19, 20 years old and be like, damn, this might've been, this might not have been the right choice for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, 13 years old is way too young. So if this is the path that you want to, you want to seek, you know, okay, I'll support you. You know, down the line, but right now, no, we ain't doing this. You're going to have to figure out, I mean, you know, whether it's counseling, you know, whatever we got to do, but I'm not taking you, you know, and I used to say you brought up that they got the means. I don't give a fuck if I got the means or not. You're not getting transitioned at 13 years old in my house. It's just, this is how it is. Like, you know, well, and people, you know, I, I know people say, well, you could tell so, so-and-so was going to be gay. They have feminine ways when they were real young, you know. But I've seen a lot of feminine, mo- a lot of guys who act feminine get a lot of pussy, too, on the flip side. So it's just a matter of, you know, kind of finding out who you are. And to me, at 13 years old, your brain ain't developed enough, in my mind, to really make a decision like that as far as transitions and transition and all that. So... I would be, you know, I would not and 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 I want to preface it. Me not being supportive of it is not out of a lack of I don't love my child because you do love your child and you want the best for your child and you want you don't want to see your child damaged and hurt in any way. And you know, so I'm not going to do anything for my child at 13 years old knowing that that child you know they they they're, they're not even all the way developed yet. So, you know, make a life-altering choice at that young. I wouldn't do
0: it. Let me ask you this: I, I hear you going to transition, but would you let your child live as a? Uh, would you let your child live? Are you are you more about the transition or the lifestyle? Would you more? Would you support the lifestyle? Like, say if your kid wanted to live as a woman. However, don't transition yet, but wants to live as a woman. Are you okay with that? Uh
2: at that young of an age, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not.
1: So but is that does that have to do with your you granting as a parent your, your child's wishes, or is that more you not being able to deal with the imagery of what it is that your your child is saying?
2: it ain't about the imagery because you if you're a grown person and if you're a grown and you decide to go down that path and mm-hmm. you're my child then hey I'm going to support you mm-hmm. but I'm not supporting you at 12 13 years old that's just too young for me for me to concede that this is just your path you know that's just you know this is how I feel about it
0: what about gay though what about gay I mean cuz
1: what's what's in you is in you you know I know you said, you know, you 13, your mind not developed, but shit, you 13, your dick get hard, too. You don't have to be 25 for your dick to get hard. You know, and we don't know how long D-Wade has, has Zaya has been, you know, talking to D-Wade about this. Like, it just didn't happen last week or last year, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've been talking about this for a while. You, you know your, your child. Maybe you wasn't aware, but I mean you you got no, be- no.
2: but 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 check this out though. It's not a right or I mean, I'm it's not a, a a right or wrong. This is just me. Like that's just how I feel. Like there's nothing that can be said that make me be like, yeah, you know what, you're right. That, you know, like this is just how I this is what my stand on it. Like I would not be I would not be supportive of my child doing, you know, being, you know, doing at that young of an age, to, you know, it's just like like. So where does it stop? So if it's in you, if it's in if it's in you, like you say, what if it's in you at eight years old? Yeah, are, you, are, you gonna, are, you, are you gonna let your eight year old put on women's clothes, you know, and and or or, or heel, dress like a girl when they go to school? Are you gonna let your if if it's really in them like that? I think I think at at some point, you know, as a parent, you have to step step forward. Now, if that causes my child to look, you know, be, you know, look at me down the line as not being supportive, then I have to deal with I have to cross that bridge when I when I get there, but mm. you know, there there's for me there's an age there's an age where I'm, you know, we 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 ain't doing that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jerry, you got any thoughts on it?
3: Um No, I don't have any, I'm sorry. I don't have any deep pot thoughts on this one. That's, you know, his family's his decision. I don't I don't have an opinion either way. Uh, you know, when I see it pop up on the news, it doesn't really shock me. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, his family, you know, their decision. So, yeah, I don't It's their thing.
1: And, and you know, I think I think the same thing happens from a heterosexual standpoint. I think you have a lot of men that tell their daughters, you can't start dating until you're 16. Like like you know, when she gets 16, her mind develops, she wants this, she wants that. You know, we we don't emphasize that for some, some 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 parents put a time limit on when their child can date. My parents were not like that. So I was free, you know, by the time I went to preschool I've been into women. I've been into girls. You know what I'm saying? And that whole don't date that never worked for me. That never that con- that type of control shit that never worked for me. I've had girlfriends from from first grade. It, no, nothing well, was serious. But I've had girlfriends from first grade all the way to I graduated from high school. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been into girls like that. I really, I really was. You know that that's the thing that stopped me from breaking down crying when my mom dropped me off of school, was that a girl asked what's my name? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, well, shit. You gone, mama, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm good now, because I, I grew up not really seeing girls outside of my sister and my cousins and in, in my next door neighbors, you know what I'm saying? So going to school was the first time that I've seen girls that that were my age. I had never seen anything like that in my neighborhood. I didn't go to school in my neighborhood. so. You know when i went to school it was the first time that i saw a gr- my peers like oh she cute you know it, like it was it was mind-blowing for me you know so so my parents really could control my sexual side of things you know what i'm saying and, and it got worse when i got to high school you know it got worse because i'm now with girls are thinking the same shit i'm on you but no well you're not developed mentally enough to to know I was saying my girl's 24-7. But come on,
2: <laughs> you know, you know that it's it's not this I get what you're saying, but that is totally not the same thing. So I, I say
1: I say I say it like this to say I once he, I once heard um Dr. Umar Johnson say, I hate to put his name out there like that, that being gay is more so like of a lifestyle. It's not within you. But you gotta flip that and ask how old were you when you started liking women and what did you do to, to like women? Nobody forced me to like women, it just happened naturally. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't take a pill or drink no water, and it was like, ooh, these women fine. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to get groomed by my father to to be attracted to women. It just it was just in me. Mm-hmm. So if, if I was was attracted to to guys, that shit is in me too. Then it ain't it ain't like I, I drunk a you know, too many cookies or ate too many cookies, drunk too much milk in, and I flipped to the other side or shit, no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he may be thir- may be 13 or whatever age he's at, but what's in you is in you. You know, either you're gonna deal with that as a parent or you
2: know, not. You know, yeah, I don't like a- I said, it ain't happening. I ain't gonna support it at 13. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the but the last question for you, Rodney, and I I wanted to see your answer on this would you support a gay lifestyle though at 13 even though you know you, you you're giving them the time to get learn or her the time to learn but if they they clearly heading down this path they want to be a you know they want to live as a gay person you got any problems with that
1: they don't need your' support <laughs> <laughs> they gotta sneak behind your back
2: like we was doing our parents So I'll say this whether you're 13 or 33, you can be gay, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not coming to my house super gay. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're not. I mean, I I don't yeah, that might sound fucked up, but (laughs) you're not coming to my house super gay. You're not coming to my house for Thanksgiving. In high heels and a thong and uh, pink feathers around your your neck. <laughs> nah, now you can come dress normal and you can bring your boyfriend. But you you not you ain't gonna come in my house super gay. That's just that's not what I'm doing.
1: So you saying that your son you not he's not coming like super gay and stuff like that. You ain't supporting me.
2: I'm he can be gay. He's just not gonna be super gay in my house. Like, are, are extra- person, person, flamboyant.
1: Like, is
2: like, uh, Atlanta flamboyant gay dude. Like, nah, come on, chill out. What, what, put on what some doc- you know, if you're gonna be, you won't come to dinner, put on some dockers and 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 you know, <laughs> and some uh, something
1: that, that, that's interesting. What, <laughs> put what on is some
2: dockers you- and, a, and a little polo, <laughs> and we can come eat this turkey after we, you know, you bring your boyfriend, you know, hey, he can come and. But afterwards, hey, if y'all want to put on high heels and, and and spandex and all that, hey, great. But you just ain't gonna that, have that at my dinner table.
1: That's interesting. What what if he's rocking you to sleep? What if he has the Jordans, the the swag that that he knows that you want him to have, but it's his friends that come from a different lifestyle that's not conforming. And they, and they are being invited over to your house. And you can see from his friends and who he hangs with, something's something's off here.
2: Well, his friend ain't coming in. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> like, you going to tell your boy, you know, he can get a plate, but you are going to eat it on the porch because he ain't coming up
0: in here. Just, <laughs> hey, hold on. It's <laughs> interesting. Does' it make a difference if it's a boy or a girl, right? like if it's I, I, mean, I, 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 no, I see ahead. clearly how you feel about a boy being a girl. what if it's you had a little girl that you
2: think about it like what's what's flamboyant? how you gonna be a flamboyant lesbian?
1: Uh, just like a dude?
2: It's like a dude yeah just like dude. so you coming in with some dockers? okay, come
1: on, you coming in you coming in, you coming in right. with jay short sagging. See the boxes, tank top. No,
2: she, she gonna pull her pants up, but I mean No. Nah. It could it, it the, the flamboyancy of a, of a lesbian is totally different.
0: So no, so young and May is your is your daughter and she come is she come like that. Is that okay?
2: Young and May, she looking pretty bad right now. She? But I'm talking
0: about, you know, when she was doing her thing, when she was doing but, but
2: what but what she dressed like a dude. So yeah.
0: like but, but like a real like you know a dude dude like a like like the thuggest dude you ever want to meet
2: nah i mean i'm hey i'm all right is is
1: is that like a a, a dent to your ego your pride or no. is it just how no. you feel
2: or no it's just how i feel like that that that's the trap that we get that a lot that's the trap a lot of men get caught up in when their when their son comes out his gay <laughs> because they think of it as a blow to their ego, that they, they look at it as if they did something wrong, if they didn't raise them right. But no, no, it's just, is just, just how I feel. Mm-hmm. And it got nothing to do with perception of what. Oh man, I hope the neighbors don't see my son come in looking like this. No, it's just, you know, it's a standard. It's a standard for me. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's right. Not trying to, you know, bring over any, bring anybody over to my side. It's just. You're not gonna be super gay at my table. <laughs> you can be gay at my table. <laughs> super gay.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have a, a preference or anything like that. You Rodney, know. if they show
3: show up super gay, do you say no? You can't come in.
2: Well, they're gonna know that prior. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna. What, know if that they, what if
1: they? What if they? don't know?
2: They're gonna know because if I know my son's gay, then then we gonna have talks. And it's going to be like, "Hey, I am I'm, I'm you know, I'll support you 100% if that's what you want to do. Just know when you come around here." Hey. This is this is this is what it got to be.
0: Oh my god. Okay.
2: Okay. Come on, let's move on. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we go we we're going to stop right there with that one. It is time for swerp. <laughs> Other week, let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up, boys. I'm gonna start off first, and I'm, I'm probably gonna steal it from somebody, but I gotta give it to the first. With all due respect, I say this respectfully for for the first lady of the United States, Jill Biden, kind of out of pocket for the whole inviting Iowa and LSU to come to the ceremony. I mean, to come have a, to 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 have to come have a winners celebration when Iowa lost the final four games. So, Gio Biden, we, I know you, we were on you earlier, but lastly, you're my swerp of the week. Anybody else got a swerp of the week?
2: Yeah, I got one. I'll go. Uh, Cameron, he's my swerp of the week. Uh-huh. For, for challenging Mario Chalmers and, th- and thinking that he could beat Mario Chalmers. Like <laughs> Mario Chalmers will kill that dude. You know, so he's my I mean, it could all be for this publicity, but something about me thinks something something tells me Cam really thinks he can beat
0: him. Oh, yeah, so, I think so, too.
2: So, um yeah, he's my swerve of the week. Okay, Like no, no one, no average dude walking on the street can beat any NBA player.
0: I, I agree with you
2: from one you. from the. The and I'm talking about the 12 men on the bench. Like no no average dude can beat them.
1: I, I got next. I, I got one. My swerp of the week is to the fallen rapper BTB Savage. When um Vlad did a, a interview about taking a man's life that was supposed to do a song with him, killed him in an apartment and weeks later he was murdered so that's my swerp of the week you never brag or you know talk about killing killing somebody took pictures posted those pictures of the bloody apartment on instagram and, and didn't think that shit was going to come back to haunt him sad rest in peace but that's my that's my, my swerp of the so week. Wait, man. what happened so a guy a rapper was was set to do a feature uh with with another rapper and so the the rapper brought his uncle with him and left uh additional equipment outside. So the rapper BTB Savage locked the door. And so the guy he locked inside was was a guy that was 34 years of age and he pulled out this money and all this stuff and the way he tells the story is dude tried to rob him inside his house and it was his girlfriend at the time who who shot the guy they tussling with the gun and she ended up shooting BTB uh, Savage. And, and so moments after he took that man life, he posted those pictures uh, on Instagram of bloody apartment and stuff like that. But then he followed it up and did the interview with, with Vlad, you know, detailing the story. And Vlad pretty much said, you know, the woman is the gangster of the story. because She basically shot through his shoulder. BTB shot through his shoulder, hit the guy, shot him in the back a couple of times and stuff like that. And uh, dude kind of bled out and stuff like that. It was supposed to be a setup. You know, dude was like, you know, show me this and show me that and stuff like that. So, you know, he, he high-siding, you know, talking about this stuff like that. The guy that was outside had more guys with him. They ended up shooting through his, his front door. They didn't get in. You know, he fired a shot. They didn't get in. You know what I'm saying? So that lets you know that it's more parties involved. You shouldn't have done this interview. You know what I'm
2: saying? So no I so <laughs> that's kind of what I was getting to. Like I, you took us straight down memory lane with that story. Hey, when you i kind of with this kind of figure. I just wanted to hear it. So he killed somebody, and then he went on Vlad TV and he he told a story.
1: He he killed somebody. He he posted the pictures of the blood trail on Instagram as well, social media. Let's say that. Then went on Vlad and did an interview about the whole situation. Okay. You know, and he wasn't remorseful in that interview. So, you know, the guy's Holy friends and, and his homies, whoever, saw that, and they retaliated.
2: Okay. I'm in, I, I would like to have a conversation on Vlad TV, too. Yeah, that's going to be in jail. <laughs> no, I'm not saying conversation on his show. <laughs> I'm saying talk about, have that be a topic, mm. you know, Vlad TV. Okay. Good. Yeah, Jerry, you got one? Um,
3: I would like to give my Swerp of the Week to Chickens. Okay, so you ask why Chickens? Because they have made the price of eggs way too high. <laughs> so my Swerp of the Week goes to Chickens. Is it the Chickens or is the Farmers? I think it's the Chickens. The chickens. So, <laughs> holding out on the eggs. Now eggs <laughs> cost four times what they used to cost. Uh, so chicken. That and uh, barefoot women, I can't stand women who walk around ooh, outside barefoot.
2: Oh so where the fuck did that come from? Right. It, oh, yeah, Jerry,
0: I didn't know how bad. I didn't know how bad that disgusted me until you just said that, but I'm the same way. Oh. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't where, where you it. where do y'all see barefoot women at? Just out like if you ain't on the beach or you ain't on a you ain't where you should be barefoot like you just walking around somewhere barefoot like Walmart or you just barefoot on a on who concrete. The, who the fuck does that? <laughs> I ain't man, I ain't, you seen ain't never seen barefoot like barefoot women walking around.
2: Nah. Not no, in
3: Walmart. You got to look. You,
0: you got to look, man. But um, like, yeah, I, I I'm with you
1: on that, Jay. With oh, your yeah, I, yeah, that would be I would be definitely turned off
0: turn, oh, I
2: don't so know how crazy. the fuck we went from chickens To motherfucking bare feet ass that was That was a sweat
0: of the week <laughs> 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 Alright all right, fellas That's a wrap for episode 37 Of the Pie Deep Podcast Please like Subscribe and follow us Everywhere you can see your podcast That was a good one boys Everybody say good night. Good night. All right. Good night. Take it easy. All All right. right. Peace out.